Welcome to In Pursuit with Marcus Moki. We are on a series called Agape. Invite your friends, your family members, your colleagues to join us. Don't forget to follow us and also click that notification so that you don't miss any episode that we're going to be having for you. Let's get it. Let's go. So our message today is called the peace of God. The peace of of God. Um, we are all learning and learning to walk by faith and not by sight. Um, especially when you grow up in a place whereby the house that you grew up, they didn't create an environment of Christ for you to grow in. So as a believer and you are already old, you are now starting to learn the basics of working in Christ and working in the faith that the Lord has given us. So it will require that one should be patient with himself and let God lead them through the power of the Holy Spirit as they fellowship with other believers and connect with other believers in the place that God has anointed them to rest and to accelerate. So we're going to start with the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produced this kind of fruits in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. I go together. But the fruit that I want us to focus on is peace. Is peace. So we're going to focus on that fruit of peace and learn the importance of working in peace. According to the Bible, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, is the harmony and calmness of the body, mind, spirit that surpasses earthly circumstance. I want to get, né? according to the Bible, the peace of God, which uh, transcends all understanding, is the harmony, calmness of the body, mind, spirit that surpasses earthly circumstance. So, which means when we are learning to work in God's peace, you can be in the middle of the storm, but you will still have peace. The enemy may be attacking you from left and side, but you will still have, have peace. Why? Because you know that your Redeemer lives. You know that the one that is with you, he has promised that he will never leave you, nor forsake you. Are you understanding? Are you understanding what I'm trying to say to you guys? I hope you are learning. So nearly all the letters of Paul starts with a, a phrase called grace and peace to you from God, our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. When you read all the books that Paul wrote, he emphasized that we must, he, 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 he keeps on reminding the believers that, hey, grace and peace be unto you. Grace and peace be unto you. He's trying to remind them that as they are um, pursuing Christ, they will face trials and tribulations, but grace and peace be unto them. That as they are pursuing their purpose, their careers, as they are pursuing marriage, as they are pursuing the, 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 the dreams that they have, they must remember that grace and peace be unto you. As they are pursuing relationship in the body of Christ, they must know that grace and peace be be with you. Why? Because you can never be able to cultivate any land if you don't have peace. Peace, what does peace does? Peace uh, gives you the ability to be able to trust God. If you don't have peace, you cannot trust God. So most of the time the enemy is after your peace because he knows that if you if if he can get your peace, he's able to win against your will, your emotions, and your mind. 
So he's always after our peace. So we must learn how to protect our peace through the word of God. So Paul emphasized every time when he writes his letters, he says, grace and peace be unto you. So through the scriptures, we find that the peace it is defined as a blessing from God that harmonizes with his character. A blessing of God from God that harmonizes with his character. So we get to see that God is peace. And if God is peace and God lives in us, we must also manifest this peace that is in God. That's why the Bible reminds us in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, that one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is peace. So you must be able to learn that God has given you peace. And for it to be activated, one must remain in the word of God. Um, John reminds us, remain in him and in his word. And you can ask of everything from him and it shall be granted unto you. So even peace, when you ask peace from God, God will grant you peace. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. You're going to have a lot of, 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 of the word of God today because I'm trying to emphasize this, that we need to continue to remind, remember that God has given us this fruit of peace and we must not be ignorant of not exercising it. So Philippians 4, chapter 7. And this peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts, your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read that again. And this peace of God, remember, whose peace is it? God's peace. Yeah? Which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts, your mind in Christ Jesus. Will guide, will guard, all together. Will guard. So that's so powerful. So the peace of God is there to do what? To guard your heart and your mind. Why? Because the enemy is always throwing arrows of deception in your mind. And when they enter in your mind, they're going to affect your heart. I want to get. So the, 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 the Bible reminds us that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and your mind. Your mind's incredulous cause. So it guards and it makes sure that you remain rooted in Christ. That your faith remains rooted. That any condemnation, every root of condemnation is uprooted. But your faith becomes rooted in Christ, knowing that in Him, you live in Him, you move, and in Him, you have your being. Let's move. So, first, uh, first, first, first Thessalonians, first Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse 23. Apologies, Basolani. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Chapter 5, verse 23. May God Himself. May God himself, the God of peace, listen to this. May God himself, the God of, of peace. When you read Philippians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, the God of peace. It repeats it again, it says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through and through. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we need the peace of God to do what? To continue to grow in his word to continue to grow in the purpose that he has anointed us to work in. So one of the things that will make one not to have peace, when you read Galatians, it talks about the acts of the flesh. Is you, when you continue to um, working in envy, working in jealousy, working in lust, working in um, adultery, it opens a door for the enemy to have a legal ground on you. But when you continue to practice your righteousness now you are no longer a tool for sin which is for the enemy but now you are a tool to righteousness paul emphasized this for he rather will be a slave for righteousness than being a slave to sin why because there's a price to pay from each when you become a slave 
to righteousness, you are saying, Lord, I declare that I will die for myself. You are now practicing Luke 9 verse 23. The Bible says that we carry our cross and we die daily. When you choose to live in sin, you are going to pay the price. The price is that you are going to lose your soul at the end of the day. And there are, there are consequences that will come that will affect your flesh, your soul, and your mind. Because now the enemy has a legal ground over your heart. I hope I'm making sense and I hope that you are following. So the peace of God can be described as a quiet state of a gratitude, faith, when we submit to and trust the, com- the commandment of God in Christ. To experience God's peace beyond the mere abilities of our own understanding. So the peace of God, it is described as a quiet state of gratitude. A quiet state of gratitude. When you are standing in the midst of confusion and frustration, remember, as individuals, the more people don't understand, the more you seek God, the more God exposes what is within you. So when you, the word of God is a mirror. So one of the people, what, what, what people do when God exposes their, their flaws, they run away and go back to the mud. So you must understand when you come to the word of God, you come to the mirror. So if you had jealousy that was hitting in your heart, God is going to expose it through the word of God. If you had envy that is hitting in your heart, God is going to expose it because now you are seeking him. Why? Because he wants now the fruits of the Holy Spirit to start to manifest. Which means what was occupying your house must leave so that what is good for your house come and occupy. So what thing that, one thing that people do, you, you, you experience um, challenges. You are still in the word of God and you experience challenges like, what is happening? I'm seeking God. I'm reading the word of God, but I'm still experiencing this thing. It's because you are doing something right. When you do something right, the animal will try to stop you from doing it. So it is good that you continue to be persistent and reading the word of God and, and listen to sermons and, and being around people who believe in the same thing. Because the Bible reminds us that we are, we are not only the same people who are going through the challenges. All over, all over the world, believers are going through the same thing. So it is very important that we know that we are not only going through this alone. But the only way to overcome the enemy and his tricks is to continue to stay in the way. You don't understand? You continue to pray in tongues. You continue to, 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 to pray in the morning, in the evening. You continue to meditate on your word. You continue to read your devotions. You continue to read the word wherever the Lord is directing you to read. You continue to know. Because if you don't know the word of God, it's easily to be deceived. So let us go to Proverbs 23. Proverbs 3, verse chapter 5. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean, lean not on your own understanding. So, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So, I know it's one, this is one of the scriptures that most of people, it, it, they have it hard to... They have, they have difficulties in terms of um, applying it. So you must understand when the Lord says trust, when, this, when um, Solomon says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding, he's saying trust in the word of God with all your heart. I ought to get. And do not walk according to your own knowledge, but walk according to the guidance of the word of God. So the only way to do that, it is most importantly for, for you to be able to do that effortlessly. It's for you to be born again, um, really be born again, and really accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and be patient for him to work in your heart. 
So if God is, so that's how God, God operates. We all together. So we're just gonna go to James chapter four, verse eight. Remember, we are igniting the peace of God within us, so that we are not going to be, we are not gonna miss what God is doing in our life. Ne? So come near James chapter four, um, uh, verse eight. Come near to God, and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded, come near to God, and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Prefer your hearts, you double-minded. So God is saying to us, James is saying to us, for us to be able to experience God, we must be we must be able to be transparent with God. Transparency is very important. We cannot be believers whereby we go to church, and we go for the music part, and we go for for. For the nice sermon that um, 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 promised us heaven and earth, but yet again we don't address the issues of the heart. Most of the most one of the things that Jesus, um, Jesus Christ was emphasizing more when he was preaching the gospel, he will make sure that people were repenting from the issues of their heart, from their anger, from their jealousy, from from their hatred, from their thoughts of hatred, because he wanted them to make sure that their hearts are okay. So when you read this scripture, it says, "When you come near to God, He will come near to you." And he says, wash your hands, you sinners. Which means, let yourself be purified with the, the righteousness of God. Surrender yourself unto the righteousness of, righteousness of God. Not your own righteousness, but unto his righteousness. And he says, purify your hearts. Which means, God says, say, purify your heart. Let me wash your heart. Repent of every sin that you may be having. You double-minded. Stop being double-minded. Today you believe in God. Tomorrow you don't believe in God. Because your faith is what? Is not... Um, it's not deep or it's not rooted in Christ. It's rooted on only on the blessings of the Lord. But it's not rooted. You don't, you are, God, you, in, you, you are not pursuing God to have a relationship with him. You are pursuing God to get what you want and live. At the end of the day, you, you wonder why I'm not enjoying my blessings. Because the blesser is no longer there. You only have what he blessed you with. Now, the protections the protection of the blessing that you have is no longer there. Because you took whatever, you are like the prodigal son who said to his father, give me my share of inheritance. The, the father did what? Gave him the, his share of inheritance. But the son didn't have the protection to manage the inheritance. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. So he didn't have peace. He was enjoying it, but at the end of the day, he didn't have peace. So Psalms 24 verse 3 Psalms 24, verse 3 to 4. Please write all these scriptures. You really need them. If you are listening now, please don't be ignorant. Write them down. Have a journal. Buy a journal if you don't have. Because this is a season whereby God wants you to grow. We are all growing in this season. This is a season God is repositioning us to position us. It is a season where God is repositioning us to position us. So may you not miss your position. May you not miss your position. Psalms 24, verse 3 to 4. Who may ascend the mountains of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god? Who may enter his presence? That's what the scripture is saying. All together. And we thank God that Jesus Christ has entered the holy tabernacle for us. 
uh, altogether. But for us to really walk in this righteousness that God has for us, we must accept that our Lord Jesus Christ has died for us on the cross. For you can never be able to ascend to the mountain. You can never experience this scripture that says you are seated high in heavenly places with him. So, the peace of God, the peace of God we feel at first. The peace we, the peace we feel at first when our, pardon, the peace we feel at first when our guilty conscience are washed and clean, builds, builds us and makes us better and gives us an opportunity to overcome every challenge that we face. So, peace comes to make sure that, that it, 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 it removes every condemnation. That's what peace does. It comes to make sure that it removes every condemnation. So that you are able to do what? You are able to walk in union peace. So that's how we are able to do what? To climb the mountain because we know that we have already been forgiven. So you knowing your place, your holy place in Christ gives you a chance to do what? To be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. For your heart to be purified by his blood. For you to be able not to end up in deception where you worship false God. So 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. We are only dealing with the peace of God. We are only dealing with the peace of God because the peace of God is the one that is going to give us victory. You know, when you have the peace of God, you don't have time to entertain um, demons. Even though you, you, you are gifted and you can sense them, you surrender them to the, to the, to the Lord your God. You rebuke and you, you, you surrender them. You are able to love people and you are able to grow in peace. So, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Encouraged, this verse encourages this, uh, it encourages a relationship that we need to have with God. It encourages a relationship that we need to, to have with God. It says, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and just our Lord. So, the more you grow in your knowledge with God, this is what Peter says, may God give you more and more grace and peace. So, for you to be able to do what? To grow in grace and peace. Remember what I said, Paul said, for you to be able to grow in God's um, grace and peace, you do what? You need to do what? You need to grow in the knowledge of God and just our Lord. So, you can never grow in peace. You, 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 as a believer, I hope someone is listening to me. You can never spend your whole week, your whole month, and you don't read the word of God and you expect to have peace from the Lord. It does not work like that. Even when you are going to, let me put it in an example way. You cannot expect to finish your work in your workplace or finish your studies without the knowledge that is required to implement that um, module or subject or that activity or assignment that has been given unto you at work. Same applies with the word of God as a child of God. You need to know more of your father. So what we need to, what we do as, what we do as believers, we want God to understand us, but we don't want to understand God. And you get surprised. Why I am in this state of frustration? Because you want God to understand you, but you don't want to understand God. And for you to be able to understand God, you must read the word of God. For you to walk in his commandments, for you to obey him, you must read the word of God. 
then you are able to work in this gift that God has given you. Remember, we are working in the obedience that has already been won for us. We are working in the obedience of Jesus Christ. Christ obeyed so that our obedience does not become hard, but it becomes effortless. I hope I'm speaking to someone. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. And please open your heart for this word. You really need it. May the peace of God reign in our heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. Let us draw near to God. Let us do what? Draw near to God. With all full assurance that faith brings. With all the full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience. And having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us all draw near to God. God is saying, hey, draw near to me. When you read James, it, um, um, draw near to God and he will draw near, near to you. You see, God is repeating the same thing. For you to be able to seek him, you must begin to do what? You must begin to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Ne? So when we grow in our knowledge of the wisdom and the prosperity of God's love for us, our minds and spirit develop a result of faith that recognizes that he really will make all things work together for our good and that his purpose will be achieved in our lives. When we do what? When we grow in the knowledge of God. When we have our hearts being sprinkled and cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. When we no longer have guilty conscience. Because you can never, the Bible says when you read Romans 8 chapter 1, for there is now no condemnation. The word of God does not expire. It is powerful in any season. So there's no way that you say, you know what, I know the scripture and I've been saying it and it's not manifesting. There's no way. The word of God, the Bible says the word of God is powerful, sharper than any other two-sided sword. It does what it, it exposes our innermost desires and thought. That's why when you keep on saying it, and if you have a bad attitude, it's getting exposed. That's why you need to press harder so that you can do what? The manifestation of God's grace can continue to manifest in you. That's when in a later stage, people start saying, hey, you, you, you speak differently. You have changed. Why? Because the word of God was refining you. The more you stay in the word of God, the more it refines, it refines you. Sometimes you don't need to understand it, but just stay on it. Read it. The more you read it, the more some strongholds are being broken in your mind. Strong imaginations are being broken. It's going to take time sometimes. But you will see in a later stage, oh, I'm no longer the same person. Your mind is being renewed. Romans 8, verse 38 to 39. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor neither the present, nor the future, nor any power. Verse 39. Neither height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you must understand love births peace. When you know that you are loved, peace flows. So it's good every day to remind yourself that you are loved. Even when you're feeling frustrated, say, I am loved. I'm the beloved of God in Christ Jesus. I am the beloved. I'm in this situation, but I am the beloved of God in Christ Jesus. All things are working together for my good. That's your, that's your power as a child of God. Your power is in the word of God. Yes. Faith is the substance of things that we hope for. 
things are not seen. So the word of God, we declare things that we don't see. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So as a child of God, you, you, the Bible says to, for those who are working in the word of God, they seem like they are fools. Why? Because we speak things that are not there. I'm speaking joy, but I'm broken. The Bible says, let those, the Bible says, let the blind says I can see. And let the weak says I'm strong. So you must understand that we speak faith every day. So for the peace of God, so it can manifest. When you read Romans 8, verse 38, it continues to say, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. He works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I wrote again. So Proverbs 29, Proverbs 20, 29, I mean Proverbs 19, pardon, verse 21. So, so, so we, we love the God that we serve. We love the God that we serve. Romans 8, verse 28, Barcelona. I made a mistake. <laughs> Romans 8, verse 28. The last scripture that I read is in Romans 8, verse 28. The one that I'm in right now is Proverbs 19, verse 21. So it is important to know who we are in Christ for us to be able to manifest the peace that he has for us. So many are the plans in a person's heart. Remember. Everything begins in the heart. It begins in the, in the heart. But it is the Lord, it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So everything that you do and you see there's no peace, know that God is not there. All together. You, you, you must feel peace. There's a difference between having difficult to figure, figuring something out and being in a moment whereby you don't have peace. It doesn't mean when you are called by God, everything's going to be smooth and nice. No, there will be some challenging, but at the end of the day, you'll feel peace, man. I'm, I'm challenged. This is hard for me, but I still have peace. Mm-hmm. But wherever you're trying to do something, you'll say, right, hey, you know, I'm trying, but there's no peace. It's God warning you, say, in the later stage, something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But when you be disobedient, God is going to leave you. So it is good that we learn to be obedient. And be patient. That's the most important thing that we need to do. So that we can experience peace in everything that God has called us to do. Psalms 33 verse 11. Psalms 33 verse 11. But the plans of the Lord stand firm. Listen to this. The plan, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The peoples of his heart through all generations. So the peoples of God stands firm. So when we read Proverbs 19, verse 21, it says what? Many are the plans of plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So his purpose, it does what? It stands forever. But the plans of the Lord stands firm forever. The purpose of his heart through all generations. So it's not a man that changes his mind. He is faithful. When you when you, the Bible says those who seek him diligently, he will reward them. So it may seem like those who are in the world are winning. Relax. Be patient. Amazing things are not adding up. Relax. Stay in Christ. Stay in God. For he, he will surely rise you up. It may, it may seem like everything that is, everything, you know, is not going your way. You know, since you have came to Christ, things are not going your way. No, no, stay in Christ. Your breakthrough is coming. A genuine breakthrough. An original breakthrough. A one that has no has no bribes and whatever. A one that is coming from from the Lord himself. 
And one that you can say, wow, Lord, thank you for peace. Thank you that I can sleep in peace. For you did it for me. Amen. In conclusion, peace of God, as we said. Né? Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. This God is telling us. Né? But in every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Né? So it is very important that we do not become anxious of anything. We don't worry. When you read first Peter chapter 5, verse 6, cast all your anxiousness unto the Lord, for he cares for you. So God is always there. So immediately when you start to worry and, and, and you don't have peace, it's because you have not learned to surrender. Mm-hmm. And surrender sometimes cannot be easy, but you must continue. Remember that your power is in the word of God. You are in this state where you're not feeling good, but you keep on declaring. Or you listen to your worship song. Or you listen to your sermon. You keep on declaring, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I cast all my burdens unto him, for he cares for me. For he will never leave me nor forsake me. He knows that. That's how you're going to beat the thoughts of the enemy. That's how you silence the enemy. You increase the volume and the word of God in your mind. To silence the enemy. That's how you do it. Colossians chapter 3 verse, uh, verse 15. Then we'll be done through the word of God today. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Mm. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you are, you were called to peace and be thankful. I'm going to read that again. I want it to minister unto your heart. Listen to what um, Paul is saying here. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. Be thankful. So you are called to peace and you are commanded to let peace rule in your heart. Why? Because the peace is already there in your heart. All you need to do is to do what? To cultivate it. The fruits of the Holy Spirit lives in you. So God is saying, cultivate that peace. Call on that peace. Seek that peace is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. It's not there. The peace that you're looking for, it is in you. You need to cultivate it with the word of God. Mm-hmm. All together. So you're going to pray for five minutes. And we just want to declare the peace of God over our life. And I'm, I'm going to pray also for you guys who's, who's listening. For God to immerse with you the peace of God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for whoever is listening right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command every condemnation, every root of condemnation in the heart to be uprooted. I declare the peace of God, the grace of God, the love of God, all the fruits of the Holy Spirit in their hearts in the name of Jesus. Because I pray that may the peace of Christ rule their hearts. May they be thankful. May they be May they have the spirit of gratitude, Lord. I command every act of the flesh that may be ruling them, tormenting them, be silenced. Every stronghold, every strong imagination that has been screaming in their heart, be silenced by the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, for you said in your word, when the Son of Man says we are free, we are free indeed. But I thank you for your anointing that is flowing in their minds, their soul, their body, their spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ right now. Amen.